Thank you for checking out this episode of the Big Sky Boneheads podcast. My name is Michael Gray. His name is Scott Hershey. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this thing wherever you found it. Uh, coming up in a matter of moments, our guest Bob McEachern will join us. The man behind Squirrel Warriors. Com. Two words you didn't think would be together, but they are, and there's it's everything you want it to be. Yeah, there's there's a whole thing going on in just a few minutes here in the podcast. Uh, but first, catching up, because we were off for the holiday, and uh, you went to enemy territory. I did. As a Montana Grizzly football fan, yeah. you, you ventured into the gentle souls in Bozeman and uh, watched your team get its drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> on national television. <laughs> I uh, After doing the podcast episode uh, with Scott Guernsey, uh, we t- I, I found myself into two tickets to go to the game, and I went, you know what? I'm going to go. Went to Bobcat Stadium, and as you said, just watched one of the worst football games I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And uh, If you're a Montana State Bobcat fan, you have a different memory of that afternoon. <laughs> It was wonderful. <laughs> Everything you ever wanted it to be. There wasn't even a moment of this is going well. <laughs> I mean, it was it was bad from the get go. And so, but the uh, you know the report from Bobcat Stadium is a first time Grizzly visitor. Uh, not so bad. Uh, we had a good time. We were treated fairly well. There was a couple of students who yelled some things. There was a couple of glares. There was a, I mean, nothing you know, nothing over the top. Nothing you wouldn't expect. A nothing, good sports hate. Nothing over the line. Yeah, you're supposed to. I think the worst thing that happened was there was a female fan walking up the stairs, and my wife was right next to the aisle, and she gave her the shoulder as she went oh. by. That was the worst. So, oh, uh, I think the worst thing that happened is the. Four well, quarters yeah. of football yeah. where the Grizzlies, exactly. where somebody broke a foot off in their ass. None of the Grizzlies gave Tommy Malott the shoulder that my wife got up in the stands. <laughs> he was able to run freely all over the field, unaccosted. Uh, so Grizz might want to look into signing that young lady and making her a linebacker. Um, yeah, it was you know in a, in a good facility. Uh, I mean, it's loud. It's not as loud as Washington Grizzlies Stadium, but uh, it is the 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 run in by the rodeo team with the team. Uh, with yeah. the, it's really cool. It is unique. It is it is very cool part of that tailgating scene was was amazing and uh, treated with the staff there was fantastic i mean you know they know how to treat people uh, the, that was one of the things that kind of stood out to me was because i've never you know i've never been to bobcat stadium wearing grizz gear and to have the ticket takers this the the people in the beer garden the 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 concession stand all just be over the top friendly fantastic customer service so i had a good time and uh, i wouldn't hesitate to go back I hope the Grizzlies do better next time I do, or maybe I'll go back when <laughs> they're playing a neutral team. Well, and the other the other thing was, and of course you were there, so you didn't get to see it, and we're a, we're a week removed from all this, I realized, owing itself to the holiday, but uh, College Game Day was here with ESPN. Right. Um, they did everything wrong. They did absolutely everything wrong. Uh, they just went on and on and on about how great all of the people were, how they can't believe they've never been to Montana, how they're coming back when the weather warms up, right. how uh, they need to look into buying a place here. They did everything you ever wanted them to not do. Uh, they did it, and they did it from the drop. The opening segment of the damn game day, they're going on and on and on. Desmond Howard's going on and on about how he can't believe he's never been here, and you've got... McAfee going, they call it Bose Angeles. I don't care what yeah. they call it. I love it here. The people are so nice. Herb Street looked like he took somebody's uh, wardrobe off of the Yellowstone series when he was sitting <laughs> on the set at game day. And a lot of the internet comments were about what he was yeah. wearing. Kirk Herb Street in the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Yeah. It was not. Like, yeah. Did you come straight from the ranch, Herbie? Um, and the good news is after that game, uh, there was nothing but uh, better news for the, uh, for the Grizzlies on that side. And both teams are in the playoffs now. So that's good. 
good. Right. No, uh, as we tape this, uh, it is the end of November. We're staring directly into the face of the holiday season in the last month of the year. Both teams are alive. Um, yeah, and um, maybe, maybe not this time next week. The Cats were a little irritated because being the number three ranked team in the country, they got the number four seed, and they felt like they were disrespected a little bit over uh, NDSU, who got the three seed, and that's fine. Uh, but it doesn't make a huge difference on who they face, so they got a first-round bye, and they'll be playing Weber State, who they've already played this year at Bobcat Stadium. That was the five-safety game. So that'll be interesting to watch what happens this time around in a playoff scenario with a team that's already been there. Be a lot of long snapper practice that week. <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid. The kid's still not long snapping. He was flawless against the Grizzlies the following week. But the Grizzlies, uh, they snuck into the playoffs, and you can debate all you want whether it was deserved and how they got there, but they did win the game. You know, they beat South uh, Southeast Missouri State uh, right there in Washington Grizzlies Stadium with a huge come-from-behind victory. So they're still alive. Now they got to go to the Fargo Dome as right. a reward for performing well. Off you go to the slaughterhouse. To Fargo, North Dakota in december right well that's a that's a tough place to play but you got to get through that team to get to where you want to go yeah and we'll see what happens on saturday and more often than not in the fcs even if you get through all the other teams you end up with the damn ndsu anyway yeah the road goes through fargo <laughs> sooner or later you're playing those green and yellow jerks for the last decade or so the road goes through fargo yeah they're really really good at what they do all right well that kind of brings you up to speed on the on the holiday we both enjoyed thanksgiving and he went and uh, did the football game i Watched my football from the couch um, in the safety of my own home. And none of that has anything to do with <laughs> this week's guest, Bob McEachern, the man behind SquirrelWarriors.com. We've taken it. We've taken a curve this, this is- time on this uh, this episode of the podcast. You didn't see this one coming. No, not at all. Uh, we've talked to a lot of people over the course of doing this thing. Actors, athletes, coaches, musicians, um, authors, movie makers. Yeah. This is the mountaintop. I'm looking at the website. Um, this this might be the most Montanified thing we could possibly find. Uh, Bob, how are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, thanks. I'm honored to be counted among <laughs> the guests here. I thought somebody was messing with me yeah. uh, when they sent me this thing. They're like, look at this. I'm like, okay, is this an Onion article? Somebody went through a lot of trouble to make this website if they're not actually making squirrel warriors. I feel like I'm talking to the guy but, who invented the jackalope. Like that type yeah, of a no, level it's there. here. Definitely. So um, how would we start explaining exactly what Bob's all about here? You know, we're going to let Bob do it. Um, okay. If somebody asks you, okay, squirrelwarriors.com, what do you do? How do you answer that question? Because I assume you have a few times. Uh, yeah, I usually have to pause and think about <laughs> It's been the hardest on my wife, right? And, uh, you know, when she meets... <laughs> How's Bob doing? Everybody, well. everybody Not, she meets. <laughs> we yeah. were surprised you had one after yeah, seeing what you yeah, do yeah, here. I heard that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, um... It's a little bit hard to describe. So you, usually what I do is I say, um, you know, it's probably better if I just show you. Because if I tell you, you're just going to think I'm crazy. Right. And if I show you, you'll just think I'm a little less crazy. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> so I just, you know, I'll pull out my phone and uh, and get uh, Instagram up or whatever and show them what I do and, and uh, go from there. Yeah. So it's taxidermy. These it, are yeah, it is. These are real squirrels. They are, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they get transformed into samurai and uh, like medieval crossbow wielding warriors, there's a lot. Man, like people are gonna have to check this out because I, I went down this rabbit hole and I was gone for an hour, um, just in the gallery going because and this is it sounds ridiculous. 
It actually is. It's so cool. It's it's extremely creative. The amount of detail that goes into these things, the vest, the buckskin like outerwear. <laughs> it's um, it's Lord of the Rings if it were the in every role were played by squirrels. Yeah. Uh, how'd you get started? Uh, like, all right, yeah, let's go back like, to the beginning of yeah, World yeah. Warriors. Let's okay. start at the beginning. Like, let's start. Yeah. The original question is, who hurt you? <laughs> um, like, where? Man, um, yeah. Why don't you you go? You go first. Yeah. I'll fill in the questions because okay, I got yeah. lots. Good. Um, well. Originally, the, the whole idea came out because I wanted to learn some taxidermy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, I'll back up just a little. I have a background in art. I've always been into art. I've always been had my hands doing some, you know, into something creative my whole life. I went to college, got a BA in art because you know that's where the big money is, right? right. <laughs> and uh, but um, so I've always I've always been in that world a little bit, right? So taxidermy kind of seemed like a natural thing. I wanted to I wanted to learn taxidermy, so I bought. Uh, like a DVD set, how to you know how to learn taxidermy. So, Are you a hunter? Yeah, okay. grew, grew up hunting, fishing, all that. So okay. just you know being out, generally out in the woods, and um, so I thought it was kind of a natural blend of outdoorsman and artist, right? Which of course taxidermy sure. is. Yep. Yeah. So they often start you off with a squirrel. It's you know anybody can get their hands on a squirrel, right? So um, I got this DVD set. I opened the you know the disc for squirrel. And uh, started there. I did a couple. I thought, oh, that was kind of fun. You know, I did one. And it worked out. It worked out. You never got past squirrel, though, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Barely. We'll get to that. But no, I didn't get much past squirrel. So you didn't didn't end up with one that was turned inside out and an ear was missing. You actually were able to do it. No, it kind of came natural because I had a little bit of background in some hide tanning, primitive skill stuff. Always been deep into that stuff, right? So, yeah. So I wasn't just going in totally blind. But, um, yeah, it turned out okay. I did a couple for, you know, one to hang in my house, one for my dad, you know. And then I'm looking at this thing, and the wheels started turning. And I I started thinking. I thought, well, what would it look like if this guy could make all his gear from stuff just found in the forest? And I have the background in in the brain tanning hides, making my own bows and arrows, you know, all that primitive skill stuff. So I just walked around the property, started picking up deer bones, started, um, you know, collecting small pieces of uh, brain tan deer skin I had laying around. And I, I built one, and the original one was the samurai. You know, I, I Googled classic samurai pose and, you know, got that that pose that the you see. The two-handed sword. The, the yeah. two-handed katana, right? Yeah. And I built one. And I, you know, you had like a deer rib bone armor on he was sewn up with sinew <laughs> buckskin and, and pinecone scale armor just stuff that he could pick up so i'm thinking like a squirrel out there right <laughs> okay. and i looked at this thing and i'm like that's pretty cool uh that was fun and I, n- I just set it aside and i never did anything with it so went back into the the real world you know and got the nine to five and settled into a job you know and just but the always I had this idea of rattling around in my head. It just seemed like a fun idea. And it always, it would always escalate. Like I'd be talking to the guys at work and this subject would come up, you mm-hmm. know, or something. And, and everybody's got an idea, right? What they can do. Right. Hey, you should do this or this. Right. And I'm thinking like. Robo squirrel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking yeah. like, I want, uh, I want a gray wolf riding a poor bear, <laughs> full armor, fighting wolverines in the lobby of a casino somewhere. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, you're going to dream, you can come up with anything. But but still, I always had this idea, and for some reason, it was 
stuck in my brain. And I'm like, this is just a fun idea. I think people would like this. So yeah, anyway, the years went by and uh, finally I was, I was um, uh, preparing to leave this job I was at and thinking, now oh, what am I going to do? You know, yeah, I need to do something with my artwork. I'd been out of the doing art stuff for forever, you know? Um, um, you know, what, what was your chosen medium before taxidermy? Were you doing uh, paintings, sculpture? Sculpture, yeah. Okay. Well, I'd always when I went to school, I focused in figure drawing. Loved figure drawing, mm-hmm. and um, so I had a, a a pretty good base of um, balance and a, a, anatomy and that sort of thing going already. But then I got into sculpture, fell in love with that. So I did chainsaw carvings for years. I did the carved moose antlers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just uh, those things that have been popular over time with the different carving medium, and but I set it all aside and, you know, um, I got married, had a couple kids, got a mortgage. That'll set stuff aside. Right? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And, um, but then now it's been about a year and a half ago. I'm at this transition, you know, and, and my wife says, well, why don't you, you know, why don't you do some of your, your fun taxidermy stuff that you've, you know, been kind of thinking about and talking she about. She didn't see this as maybe a dangerous step towards madness. Say, hey boy, are you with the right one? You know, <laughs> I think we'd been married long enough that we'd already went down that that road right. far enough. We were we Honey, were I, already past. That I was point, in yeah. the yard collecting deer bones and pine yeah. cones and stuff. Remember that was how that went. <laughs> yeah, I I think the she'd hit that level of acceptance in the process <laughs> at that point. So, yeah. So, um, I said, yeah, I'll, I think I'll do that. I think I'll just go for it full in and just see what happens. And so I did. So I bought a pile of squirrel worms. Yeah, right? <laughs> and um, so we made up, you know, I, I guess, what was it? I think I did eight. I, mean, I got eight together for a flea market. And uh, we took them to the Clancy days. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect the reception I got from them. People just really kind of lost their mind over them. <laughs> they well, did. they're cool. They are cool. I mean, that's the thing. Thanks. I went to yeah, your, I appreciate I, that. No, I went to your yeah. website. I'm like, all right, what's this lunatic doing with the squirrel warriors? And then I started looking at them, and I'm thinking, because I have I have one room in my house where my my elk sits, and there are a couple of deer skulls, and I I built a a live edge mantle over my fire pit yeah, nice. place, and I'm like, I could totally put a squirrel up there. What kind of squirrel do I need? <laughs> I need a Viking Viking squirrel. Is Viking squirrel the right for that? And I asked my wife this, and she looked at me like I needed to go back outside. Yeah, I'm like, I think we need a Viking squirrel for this thing. And she's like, I don't even know what that means, but please stop drinking. Well, when you get it, she'll totally understand. Yeah, no, 100. Yeah. percent Yeah. Well, and you see the progression if you go to the website squirrelwarriors.com. You look through the gallery, you get to see like how. How far you take this, and and it starts out with you know the the ridiculous, and you've got the squirrel warrior with the katana, as we said, and then it it just gets more bizarre, <laughs> which is also more fun and more awesome. You've got squirrels rappelling off of ropes. You've got a squirrel riding. Is that a pigeon that this squirrel is riding upon? No, that's a blue grouse. That's a blue grouse. Okay, I couldn't yep. see it quite well because it's all you know covered in squirrel. Sure. Uh, and then you get a squirrel on a on a, on a rooster. Yep. Um, I mean this is. <laughs> Yeah, a squirrel on a chicken shooting a bow. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a punchline. It's not. This is this man's art, and it's really good. It's so much That's fun. That's one of my favorites right there you're looking at. That's two squirrels jousting on the backs of rough grouse. Yeah. This sounds like a like an April Fool's Day show, and it's not. This is 100% true. You have to see it to believe it. Okay, uh, so we interrupted. Um, your, your wife... Co-signed, yeah. On this on this project, you go to Clancy Days, 
The reception yeah. is really strong. People see these things. They do the same thing we're doing. Yeah. They start ooing and aahing and giggling and then talking about mm -hmm. Vikings and whatnot. Uh, I assume you sold a few. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. And then you're like... And I'm like, I found my calling. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news this is what the, I was made to do. Bad news for the squirrels. <laughs> yeah, I'm right? going to love it when the movie comes out. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> Uh, and <clears throat> now, how long ago was that? About a year and a half. Maybe okay. A little longer, yeah. And so now, are, is this it? Is this full-time? This is what you do? Yeah. There's no other no day job? You're not an Uber driver? No. No side hustle? No. Um, how many of these things are you cranking out? Um, I try to get about 100 of them in a year. Wow. Yeah, that's the goal. Uh, wow. Every three, four days, new squirrel I'm at, warrior. I'm sitting at the bench. I'm either hunting um you know, the woods is kind of the art supply store, right? I was going to sure. say, yeah. how far from your house until the next squirrel? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a right. radius. He's yeah. just wreaked havoc. I've become a squirrel rancher, so I've, I kind of have to, like, manage them in different areas, you know, and uh, <laughs> got my hunting grounds. And it's I've, I know way more about squirrel hunting than any human being should know. But. It's a lot of chocolate chip cookies in this part of the woods um yeah that was going to be another question because i uh have a uh, i have a blood feud mm -hmm. against the squirrels where i live i live yep. out in the woods um and i had a couple of them get into my roof and set up shop and then i finally got them out and then I had to do some tree trimming and now that is a uh it is a straight up shoot on site situation yeah i can box them up and send them to you by the dozen if yeah. you want yeah you bet maybe we can work out a trade for that viking <laughs> yeah no 100 yeah. percent. i yeah. will send you a bag of squirrels yeah. man <laughs> i take them out all the time are you doing chipmunks too because yeah. i got a bunch of those on the wood pile no i'm thinking about a dog sled team though with the squirrel <laughs> and, oh, the, and the chipmunk yes he yeah. needs a big yeah he needs like his uh like his your big life work like the yeah. some sort of a huge thing yeah a yeah. menagerie that's, yeah the whole that's thing right yeah yeah uh, all well, right. so you're cranking out a uh, hundred of these. A, that's the the goal is a hundred of these a year. Um, can people or are they back ordered? Are you finding out that has the has the demand for these things kept up with what you initially kind of went into? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's like any artwork; um, it ebbs and flows. You is, know, you'll you'll hit a, a great month where you're just cranking them out and then nothing. So. Who are your customers? If you were to type oh, your your A one customers, who are they? I think he's that's, looking at them. That's one of the yeah right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the most interesting things about all this to me. When when I started selling these things, and I'm sitting at the booth, right? I take these to a lot of um, the art and craft venues. I'm sitting at the booth and I'm watching people come up. Initially, I was always trying to peg who the customer was because mm -hmm. yeah, I thought I could pick them out. Right? I can't. It blows me away. I just cannot. I never see it coming. Who it's going to be? So you got executives who want one on their desk. Yes. You've got guys who want them in their man cave. You've got uh, uh, ladies who th just think they're hilarious. Yeah. You got all sorts of them. I'm sure. Yeah. By far, um, the majority of the customers are ladies. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah I was surprised at that. You've got everything from like what what you just said, and then um, you know people that are really into uh, role play games. I was just going to say, yeah. yeah. And, oh, the World of Warcraft guys? Yeah, yeah, and Dungeons and Dragons okay. and that sort of thing. Yeah, so it's, the medieval park guys. I had yes, yeah. yeah. We had yeah. The, there was a uh, we had a, an event with our day jobs at the Montana Radio Company, and there was a, a group of Viking reenactment <laughs> yeah. folks that built their own shields <laughs> and then went out there and banged on them with wooden swords yep. while we were trying to have a dog event. Yeah, 
at the dog park. Uh, how far does the uh, huh. does, how far does the creativity go? Now, obviously, you get to a point where people order what they want to see, but you, as an artist, have other things in mind. Are you thinking like uh, you know mountain man squirrels? You're thinking about yeah. uh, cowboys versus Indian squirrels? Is there is there, what is the next step? Well, that's a really good question. There's always a little bit of tension, uh, I think, for any artist between. Initially, when you make artwork, you're doing it for yourself because you're inspired. Mm -hmm. Something trips your trigger and makes you want to create that. Okay, then when you start selling it, now you've brought what the customer wants into that equation. So how do you bridge that gap? That's a, a difficult thing. So most of the time, um, I'm just like the, the two jousters on the grouse is a good example. I'm walking around in the woods and I'm grouse hunting. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, you know, the ideas are kind of flowing in and out. And then I land on that one. I'm like, done. I got to do that. You know, so it's just yeah. something that for whatever reason, that seems good to me. I want to get it done. And so most of the time I'm doing those things. I try to bring out some new designs for every show, like the repeller. We call him the assassin. You know, he's pretty new. The ones holding the torches. I don't know if those are on the website. Um, Instagram is always a great place to see the most current stuff. Um, ones holding torches and these new designs. So I, I'm always trying to put out some new designs, but then I also take a lot of custom orders. And I'm happy to go way outside the the um, genre, you know, the parameters of the primitive skills stuff and the paleo look. Like, for instance, uh, my favorite one was uh, Michael Jackson squirrel. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to find the perfect gift for his wife. And after months of, of emailing back and forth, we settled on uh, Michael Jackson, Billie Jean. <laughs> and uh, you're able to make the wardrobe for all of that, uh, so you can still craft it. I wish I have a picture. I don't know if I can show you. Oh, we gotta yeah. find that. Yeah, we'll find the, it. We'll I'm find on it. the Instagram page. Yeah. I'll, yeah. yeah, I don't know if Michael's on the Instagram. He, um, but yeah, Wait, I mean, you're able to make red flannel. Here's, there's there's a guy holding what looks like a Marlin lever action yeah, rifle. That's like, another great story. The thing is, everybody's got a squirrel story, right? <laughs> that comes to the booth. But there's also a lot of uh, fun interaction with the customer through these custom orders like that one right there for instance was a, a gentleman from Kalispell and he says hey my dad turned 80 he's out chasing deer around with his lever action can you make him a hunting squirrel a rifleman I said yeah for sure so um I did that one and I had my you know my fault I missed it on the email his dad's left-handed so he says oh no dad's left-handed can, can we make a left-handed one I said yeah sure so I made him another one so that one now is uh you know, is in the display, mm -hmm. in the inventory. I, I was, so I have a little, you know, I'm, I'm an artist. I've done art shows, so, mm -hmm. and I have a lot of experience in the same, not mounting squirrels by any means, uh, but, uh, you know, with the customers, with yes. the ideas that come in. Sometimes they're over the top. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, and, and as an artist, sometimes you got to go, Man, I mean, that's just not, I can't quite do what you're talking about. What is the craziest one? Michael Jackson squirrel, pretty crazy, but what's the craziest one you've had? That's probably it. That was it? Yeah, that's you got it done. Yeah, that's probably it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, the fun thing with these is that the, the customers can come up with ideas. And any kind time you get in the conversation about these things, that's where it's going to go. Somebody's going to have a new idea, right? right? Some of them are really good. And so I'll do them. Um, yeah, and, and I'll pretty much, I'm pretty much open to, to anything. You know, I really want to keep it, um, you know, really kid-friendly. The whole idea behind this is that Lord of the Rings, Narnia, sense of adventure right. and wonder and whimsicalness. Sure. Yeah, so we keep it in that. So not a Jenna Jameson squirrel. <laughs> yeah, probably not getting into anything like that. No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's probably where I'm drawing the line. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Now, also, as I said, I'm, I'm being familiar with shows and stuff. Uh, you'll walk into a, a, an, an art or craft show. You walk into a bunch of vendors, and you have to compete with that. You're going to be the only guy with this right now, but eventually somebody figures it out somebody starts to copy that's like kind of the what happens in any any art world uh and so have you seen any in, like impersonators out there? Has anybody else picked this up no no not yet um my attitude towards that too with with people is is hey if you want to try this if you're foolish enough to try to make a living doing this i'm going to help you any way i can mm -hmm. so yeah but uh no nobody's picked it up yet um i always see that as a good thing because i think and you you know this as well i'm sure that if you're if you're gonna be an artist you've got to be willing to move laterally a little bit because it's new stuff mm -hmm. that is interesting right. oftentimes well so. this is new to a lot of people there <laughs> well that's for sure <clears throat> and i i mean it, there's a there's an art community right you guys are both card carrying members of the art community is there a taxidermy community are you dealing with people that are, you know, putting deer heads on the wall in a more traditional sense, looking at you going, what is this abomination? You know, I don't know. Um, not that I've interacted with. Good. I don't, I don't see this really. I don't see myself as a taxidermist. I wouldn't put myself in that category. I think, yeah, it's taxidermy, but I just think it's, it's a different thing somehow. You oh, know? it's a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's all of that. <laughs> right, right. Um, I got a lot of respect for taxidermists and what they're doing. Sure. And to me, it seems harder than what I'm doing uh, in some regards. So I guess. That, yeah. do, you, do you have any temptation to, to go bigger? Like now we're going to do badger warriors and <laughs> a little bit, uh, a little bit. Yeah. I'm busy with these enough right now. That's kind of holding me back. I have an idea. I've got a coyote in the freezer. And so the, the, the step up is going to be full archer coyote. <laughs> Standing I can't wait. on his hind legs? Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Ah. Yeah. yeah, think Robin Hood, the okay. fox, you know, yeah, yeah, coyote. Yeah, but he's going yeah. to have the, just like the rest of them, he's going to have the, um, the buckskin war shirt, his stone tip. I'm learning to flint nap right now so I can give him stone tips on his arrows, right? It's got to be the real deal. <laughs> Wow, that was going to yeah. be my next question because there's a lot, you know, if if by now people haven't like don't have this on in the background and they're not on the website, um, they will be soon. When you're doing in the process of doing these, I mean, you've got you've got seamstress work, you've got clothing work, you've got carving work. Like, is there what skills have you developed that you didn't originally have when you started doing this stuff? Um, a little bit with the habitat, building the bases, okay, and the rocks. Um. Most of the other stuff I had, I mean, the running joke in my house is all my life's decisions have culminated in this, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, most of these skills, the reason that I guess I'm able to make them look the way they do is because I had those skills. Okay. The bases was new to me, the habitat, um, building the rocks. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just build the bases from the ground up and, and use uh, ceramic plaster and, and things for the rocks. You're basically building model train dioramas. Sure. Underneath of them. Right. And I experimented with some different things, but that was the look that I landed on because it's got a real whimsical, you know, real vivid colors and a very whimsical look. And I like that a lot. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because, I mean, you have some, uh, and, and it's not just Warriors. I mean, it is squirrelwarriors.com, but uh, you can see, uh, and I don't have the Instagram up. I'll bring There's it up here. There's a fly fishing one yeah, where you, fly, you get a snowboarding one, but it's also on a primitive style snowboard, so that's like a classic old snowboard. That this, So you can uh, you can 
do so many different areas here, but that's what I did notice was kind of the other than just the squirrel, the work you've done on creating that uh, that environment. That's got to be kind do of you, tough stuff. Do you put these outside of your house as a warning to other squirrels? <laughs> no, I want to get them squirrels in as close as I can. Because <laughs> I've got to, I've got to wonder. I keep thinking about this because I got a, a great place for it. Except I know for a fact that if I put this up on that mantle above my fireplace, my Malamutes would destroy the house trying to get up there. Yeah, because they're yeah. going to lose their shit if there's a squirrel in the house, especially one that's armed. You know, um, I was surprised with dogs. They don't care about them a bit. Really? Yeah. Well, my dog, of course, she doesn't because she's been around him since she was a puppy. My cat, right. my cat, same, doesn't care anything about him. But I've also house sat for, you know, has other people's dogs over, labs. Yeah. Nothing. No smell, no movement. I don't think they see it as anything. Huh. It's like furniture to Cause, them. Because my dog, my dog spent an hour with a deer skull. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. the skull. Yeah. Stripped down completely. I put it on the wall and the dog just sat there staring at it. How do I get up there? Yeah. I don't like it. One of the things that happens with uh, with artists when you find something unique, when you do something different, and uh, or you do something really well, you get a little bit of attention. You get some uh, some you know newspaper articles, magazines, uh, internet's doing things like this, like the podcast. Sure. Where have you uh, have you had some people kind of uh, ask you for stuff like that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, some uh, local magazines picked it up, and um, yeah, a, a few uh, radio stations. I think right when I started doing it, um, uh, the Blaze picked it up. Um, so yeah, a few things like that have been out there, but we're pretty new still, so we're just yeah. kind of getting rolling. Well, and it's 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 super cool. Um, like I said, when somebody somebody had sent me this, I was like, because okay, somebody's yanking my chain. They just want me to say <laughs> something on the air that yeah. I'm going to regret. <laughs> and then I started looking at it, and then I brought the laptop over to him. I'm like, you got to check this out. We got to find out where this guy is. And it turns out you're right in our backyard, yeah. which is crazier. Yeah, are you reaching customers outside of Montana? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the stuff is just. For me, it's impossible to ship, like those fly fishermen. Mm -hmm. So if somebody calls me up and, and wants a fly fisherman or two, and you know they live in Coeur d'Alene, I'm like, great, I'll drive it up and drop it off to you tomorrow. You know, and so that's kind of fun too. We throw the kids in, we go and and uh, I don't know, stop somewhere and have a history lesson along the way or something, make a little family affair. Yeah. How does that go with the extended family? I'm trying to picture your wife explaining <laughs> this to her folks and her fa her extended family. I'm like, sure they have their like, concerns. How's, yeah. How's Bob doing? <laughs> Uh, do you have the internet? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't ask. I don't want to know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'll explain that to your tax guy. What, you, what, is, your, uh, what is your job? Yeah. yeah. Right. What goes on your W-2? I don't even really know what to call this kind of work. <laughs> so that's the hardest part when people ask or, you know, my wife meets a, a new, you know, uh, a new person and they're like, oh, you know, what's your husband do? Which they always ask. Right. right. Uh, I don't know what to call it. So if anybody's got a good name for this, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's no short answer. There's just no short answer. There's no yeah. short answer. That's you can't right. really yeah. go taxidermist artist. We say artist a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that immediately just invites the follow on question. Oh, well, what's your medium? Yeah. Squirrels. Squirrels. Oh, mostly. boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really, really cool. Uh, we will include uh, a web link in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, just follow down there on your phone. And uh, tap the link, and there you can go straight to Bob's website and see all of this stuff. 
Uh, have a conversation with him. Chances are, even if you think this is ridiculous, you're going to look at it. You're going to start getting plansy because it's exactly what I did. I was like, okay, what are we doing with the squirrels? This is nuts. It's just so much fun. I mean, it yeah. make, you can't look at this and not smile. You can't look at this and not, I mean, just get the whimsical like the whimsical side of this because it, it is just so much fun to look through these. Everyone gets better than the next well, one. And they're just, you're begging for, I mean, I, I've already gone down the like, okay, how do we do the, uh, the felt painting where it's just a bunch of drunk squirrels around a pool? <laughs> table yes. and you know how do we do the squirrels at a bar squirrels tipping, playing poker yes squirrels play yeah all of the things like like a squirrel scoring a touchdown you know he's stretched out waiting for the ball like I, i've already like in my head oh, i've done packer squirrel I've done, oh come on yes i've done a dozen of these right uh so uh check out bob's stuff go to squirrelwarriors.com um, and like I said, it'll be in the show notes. You can link direct. You don't have to remember that or write anything down. Dude, this stuff is awesome. Thank you. Um, truly appreciate you taking the time to come in and kind of explain how this happened because I had so many questions. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. <laughs> I looked at it. Uh, that's our show for this week, man. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this mess wherever you found it. We'll be back and do it again next week.